Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Equality in Business podcast, our podcast to create awareness about equality in the business world by actively engaging students about relevant topics to prepare them for entering the professional world. My name is Maria Oliveira and I'm a master's student at Catholica Lisbon. In today's episode, we will talk about volunteering for a cause and we will talk to three people for whom volunteering is a relevant part of their lives. I have the great pleasure to be here today with our three guests, Alista Font Pacheco, who is currently taking her master's here at Catolica and has already been involved in many volunteering projects. She was a volunteer with ISEG Plus Solidario during her bachelor's and she's an ISEG alumni, having volunteered with them in Cambodia as an English teacher. Currently, she's in ReFood and is part of two teams, the communications team and the training and quality team. We also have with us here today Tiago Svedi Silva, an award-winning cello player who has graduated from ESMAE and that recently created, with the help of some friends, the association Sorris d'Art, that recently got its first fundraising. And finally, we have here today Margarida Duarte, a business administration student that is completing her undergraduate degree next month. She has been involved in several social causes, volunteering at Entrejuda, a member of 180 Degrees Consulting for one semester, and now part of their project, UCP. Alice, Margarida and Tiago, thank you for being here with us today. So, let's start. What does it mean to be a volunteer for you? Uh, for me, being a volunteer means that I really have a chance to give back to society. It's a way to contribute to something that's bigger than me. I believe that there are many realities and social problems that we have never faced in our lives, but that are a reality for many other people. So, and that's something I seek in the projects, in the projects I'm involved. It's actually to face realities that are completely different from mine. It really helps us have like a reality check. For example, uh, in a project I have been, uh, uh, it was about comforting elderly people at the rest house with Andre Jude, like make them company. There were, were people that are very left alone and without their family support. Another one was uh, I was in charge of creating with a team of five a social business to be done in prisons by uh, prison inmates to really rehabilitate them and give them soft skills. And now in the third project, I aim to be able to contribute to the end of the water crisis in Africa, which is for me my first international product, uh, project, if I may call it that way. Nice. Uh, uh, so for me, uh, volunteering is, is quite a, a big honor, uh, I think, because um, it means we can share our, uh, in, my, in my case and in the case of the organization I'm part of, uh, we can share our art with other people. And and this way is is um it's a very very interesting way of seeing volunteering because uh, a lot of the times we have this uh maybe romantic way of seeing volunteering that we have to go to another country and and make our our test task there but if we see with uh, uh closer eyes uh, to our what's around us we can see a lot of problem that needs to be solved and I think each of us can help on their way we don't have to we don't have to have other uh, capacities to to really uh, make something for for others so we can use what we have and that's maybe the main thing of 
being a volunteer and sharing what we have. Yeah, I totally agree with Tiago and Margarida. So in a way to, let's say, conclude uh, and summarize, I would say that for me, being a volunteer means to get out of my little bubble, get out there, get on someone else's shoes, get to really know their reality and to see their reality from their eyes and do my very best to help and to really create an impact and change. Okay, thank you all for the interesting remarks. Now, tell us a bit more about your association. Which social cause do, uh, does it promote? Uh, so, I can start. <laughs> Thirst Project UCP is a branch of Thirst Project Portugal, which is really a movement of students from all around the country committed to end the water crisis in Africa. The parent project was born in 2008 in the United States and was brought to Portugal in 2019, so two years ago. Uh, since then, many schools and uh, universities started to be affiliated to the cause and joined the movement and started raising funds to construct wheels of potable water, which capture underground, uh, underground water uh, free from diseases to supply populations. Just for you to get a sense of the impact that wheels can make, uh, a wheel alone can provide water to 500 people during 40 years. Uh, also, uh, the Thirst Project branches help to spread an awareness about the cause uh, at churches, at schools, uh, amongst different generations, as to make everyone conscious about the reality we live in. And so after just eight years of existence of Thirst Project, the number of people without access to potable water has decreased to about a half. Okay, great. Uh, in Surrey's start. We our mission is to is to give company uh, to a lot of people that are in situation where the the, the culture dynamic is not something that exists. So we uh, in several ways uh, with concerts, with theatrical uh, presentations or dancing presentations, we we try to to give some company to so this different. Um, places where we have uh, elder people, hospitals, uh, oncologic centers. So we try to give them some company with, with music, with culture, uh, which we think is of great benefit to, to mental health. Um, and we try to, to, to engage these people uh, to, to really also participate in, in conversations with the musicians, which uh, give them some activity uh, different from the daily life. Uh, wow, both of your organizations are amazing, I must say. Uh, regarding to ReFood, ReFood was founded in Portugal in 2011. Today has more than 60 centers uh, spread across the country and we're starting operations in, in another countries, for example, in Spain. And ReFood is working to eliminate food neighborhood basis. ReFood operates in, of, and for the community, working without salaries and avoiding any and all costs or investments that don't serve its mission. So a group of volunteers collects food from supermarkets, cafes, schools, uh, restaurants, and many other entities that gently provide us with their food waste. That food is then organized in the operation centers. It is distributed by the number of the needed meals and for the number of beneficiaries. And then it is given to the beneficiaries. Okay, great. It all sounds so amazing. Uh, so, for Tiago, 
Why did you come up with the idea to found Resistats? So um, at the beginning, I was I was doing this by myself with some other two friends, and we thought um, it was such a, a a lovely experience for us and for the people who were receiving the concerts. Uh, that it was a pity if we couldn't repeat this a lot of times, and uh, and it was impossible because we also have our uh, musician careers to do it uh, a full time job. Right, so we we decided to start calling some friends to do the same, and we saw the 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 way we could really um, make a, a a huge movement of artists to to really cooperate and 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 build a structure that could really organize this in a way that we have a maybe a monthly uh, base uh, concerts in every places. So. This was the the main reason that we dis we we realized that it was possible to organize this, and there was a lot of um, will of the of the artists, in fact, to to help. And I I'm kind of proud to say that we have one hundred percent of uh, acceptance um, by the the parts of musician. No one said like no, I don't want to do this. I everyone was really excited by the idea because this came like from uh, a solution for people who wanted to volunteer but they didn't have time to go to the other side of the world or they, they don't have time to to spend two or three hours per week doing something on volunteering so this is is a way that people can every artist can just give a bit of their art for two or uh, three uh, uh, days per per month uh, they can go to a place and they can play wherever they want. So it's a it was a very nice way to to find this solution for volunteering. Yeah, it is very cool how you can change people's lives uh, with small actions. Um, Elise, why did you decide to join Refood among all the associations out there? So I got to know Refood during my bachelor's mainly because I had some friends volunteering there. And they all love the experience. Uh, then last year, at the beginning of my master's, I heard through Iseg plus Solidario <laughs> that um, that Refood was was looking for some people, and I thought it was the perfect opportunity because, on the one hand, I was looking for something meaningful uh, to do besides uni, and at the same time, I completely identify with Refood mission. Um, and so I thought, I I have to go. And now I'm there and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So regarding uh, Thirst Project, it is the only organization among the ones that we have here today that aims to help people in a different continents. Margarida, what made you be a part of Thirst Project and what does it mean for you to be helping people from such a decent reality and culture? Uh, so, Thirst Project at Catolica is a very recent movement. At the time I saw their uh, recruitment period, their posts about it, I was not aware that Catolica had the club. Uh, but then I started to investigate more about the project because the only information I knew was from my friends. Some of my friends were involved with the project, but in other schools. So, after speaking uh, with some people about it, I thought, why not? And then at the time I applied, I had to choose also which department I wanted to be in 
And since I'm studying business, I was attracted by the financial department and really by the question, what such a department has as a role in an NGO? So besides identifying myself with the cause and really wanted to be exposed to the water pro problem we live in, I was drawn by the fact that a group of Catholic students, we are not a very, very large group, and we are from Lisbon, could have a real impact in Africa, and more precisely in Swaziland, which is where the water wheels are being constructed. So I believe that there are many things that we can do to contribute at least a little bit to the world we live in, even if we have our schools or other hobbies. So freeing up some time of our week doesn't hurt us and really help us more than we can imagine. Yeah, it's really great to see how you can help people from such a long distance and just by um, putting some effort into things and you can really make a difference. So, Tiago, how is the process of creating an organization from scratch? Um, it's quite interesting because we have to um, gain some, some tools that we didn't have before uh, starting To, to manage with a lot of people uh, from very different areas. Um, so the first thing is to, to realize that we, I couldn't do this by myself uh, as a volunteer. So I had to, to call a lot of people for a lot of help on different areas like marketing, uh, financial, financial issues, um, organization of human resource. So this was a lot of things that a cellist like me wouldn't think that he would have to require it for his career. So in in like two months, I just started to talk a lot of, with a lot of people and having a lot of different tools to be able to organize a organization from scratch. And I think the so the 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 most important thing for me was to really have a short long uh, term goal. Uh, to to really focus on these goals because uh, it's really easy at the beginning to 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 give up the the idea because it's too hard because there are a lot of uh, challenges in the middle and so we really have to focus on what was important and for who it was because if it was for me maybe I would stop it already uh, some months ago and I, I wouldn't do as a a third of what I did now and what I have in mind is really to 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 do this for the other people and not, and not for myself and or for my friends or uh, and this was really important to have in mind even if I have all the tools right now I'll still have a lot of challenge to to overcome and having this in mind what was really the goal uh, it's really important to not give up I think uh, okay That was very insightful, mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, so, all of you work in very distinct associations, two that have a national scale and having a lot of people working at its core, and one that was founded very recently. What have been the main challenges you and your organizations faced so far? In ReFood, it was, I can say that with no doubt, COVID-19 caused some trouble. Uh, besides having to suspend the majority of our activity because it It involves dealing with people. Um, we had to respond which was a great challenge that had us rethinking our processes and our strategy. 
but at the end of the day was a good exercise to grow as a team. Uh, yes, following on what Alice just said, I really think that our main challenge was uh, the fact that we are trying to raise funds during a pandemic. And that's very difficult. Since we cannot have physical events and gatherings, the project's mission is much more complicated to, uh, to accomplish because the teams have to come up with ideas of virtual events, which are, in my opinion, less effective means to gather people um, and to get them to donate and to promote awareness to them. So that was very complicated. I think that the team has been really surpassing itself with all the creative ideas that are constantly discussed and put on the table for the projects. Uh, we have done uh, DJ lives with personal trainers, lives with a DJ as well. So quizzes, uh, giveaways, and that's very good. Uh, but And we, at the end of the day, yes, we were able to surpass last year's donations, but it really required a lot of effort from the entire team because it, it's difficult to spread awareness virtually and plan fundraising events. Yeah, uh, following the, the, your, your problems in, in the last year, it was quite the same with, with us. We, but the, the problem is that we started when the pandemic started. So it was a quite uh, interesting challenge. We the, because we depend on on the physical contact uh, to to have these concerts. So everyone told me that we couldn't do any concert because we couldn't be in contact. But the the, the thing of music is that it spreads uh, also if we are on the streets and people open the windows. So we started doing uh, what we could. We did we did some concerts uh, by the window uh, for this person. So I think. It's, it's really important to see that there's always an option to, to follow, right? So it's, we, can, we cannot just, uh, I, I, me with the association, I never uh, received, like, um, couldn't receive a no for answer uh, and, and not thinking what could we do different. So, yes, it was hard, the pandemic, but I think has the other two projects told us, uh, we have to try to find other ways to overcome. Uh, and there's always a way, and I think that's really the main thing. If it's with a pandemic or other, any other problem, if you really want to do it, there's no kind of excuse, right? It's just find a work more, and yeah. Yeah, the pandemic surely affected all of us, but it also pushes us to be more creative and to get out of the box. So it was like a good thing also. <laughs> yeah. um, so Elise, I understand that you took a position of more responsibility inside ReFood. Why did you decide to be more than a regular ReFood volunteer? So as I just said, due to COVID-19, ReFood Estrela, which is uh, the ReFood I am now <laughs> representing, um, had to suspend most of its operations and to get back on track, a new management team was created. And it was necessary to fill a lot of positions. So when I knew that, I immediately joined because I wanted to help as much as I could. And I think that being a regular volunteer and get you, get you to, um, to be really hands-on, but being part of the backstage, let's put it, let's put it that way, um, is a way to be even more hands-on and by that mean you can create even more impact. So that was my, my driver. 
Okay, thank you for adding so much value to our community. <laughs> um, so for all of you, what do you want people listening to our podcast to know about volunteering? To whom would you recommend this experience? Uh, yes, I think I recommend this experience to everyone because it's something that we can all easily do. There are, not, uh, there are no excuses to not being able to spend some hours per week doing something for the greater good. And that's really meaningful to somebody else. I don't think volunteering should be only done by boys or girls, youngs, adults, rich or poor. I think it's for all genders, age and income spans. It's only necessary to have some free time and then being able to coordinate the volunteering activities with the rest of our activities. And that's it. So I think the main point I'm trying to pass is that many times we say, well, I don't have time from September to June because I'm studying, but then I'll volunteering in the summer. But that's not entirely true for most people. Most of us spend hours on social media or on, on streaming platforms when, in fact, we could be also helping others. So volunteering should not be seen as something that limits our lives. We are committed to something, but things can get flexible if we don't have time on a certain occasion as well. Uh, so I totally agree with you uh, on the fact that everyone can uh, maybe have find some time to for of their daily life or or in the week or in the month even to to do something for others my i think the the main thing which is 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 working on the on the uh, is that we 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 accept all kind of help that people can 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 give us so uh, for instance I, if i ask someone to help us Uh, and the work is required it's required to be one hour per week and this person cannot give us this hour per week is fine because if if this person only can give us like uh, one hour per month it's already uh, a good help so uh, everything every small help that we can have uh, is is welcome and And I think it's it's not uh, uh, any problem if you have a, a big, uh, really hard month or week, and you can do you cannot do anything for 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 helping others. But if 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 you really have the will to do it, uh, it's always uh, there's always a way to find a, a place in your in your time to 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 do something, even if it's a small thing. And uh, yeah, I think it's some somewhere. Uh, around these these ideas that you really can find your your time to do it. Yeah, definitely. I also recommend volunteering to everybody, like literally everybody, uh, and mainly to people that never have done it. And for the people who are listening to us, if you have never done volunteered volunteering, uh, this m might sound a bit weird, but the truth is. When you volunteer, you receive so much more than you give. Volunteering changes your perspectives, changes and increases your awareness, gets you, gets you questioning a lot of things. And at the end of the day, the impact it creates, not only on the people you are helping, but on yourself, it's huge. Thank you so much. The volunteering process is also a learning process. What did volunteering teach you? Uh, for me, thinking about all of my volunteering experiences, they are all very different from each other. The beginning, uh, it was said a little bit, but 
I was in Cambodia being an English teacher. I distributed food to homeless. I've donated my hair twice. Now I'm in refood fighting food waste and fulfilling population necessities. But all of them have one thing in common. All of them showed me the bubble of privilege I lived in. And all of them taught me to truly appreciate and to be super, super grateful about my life and about what I have. And I became so much more empathic, patient, comprehensive and aware, like not only self-aware, that was a big part, that is definitely a big part of volunteering, you become so much more self-aware, but also aware of what other people go or might be going through. Uh, yes, I definitely agree with everything you said. I'm going to not repeat the same message, but I think <laughs> what you said is very straightforward and straight to the point. I believe that volunteering especially taught me to care more about societal causes and probably made me more a caring person in general. It feels good at the end of the day to know that we made some, someone happy and that's really priceless, especially, uh, I don't know if you have been in this situation or not, but when you get like the real smiles and the happy tears, it really pays off. It's very rewarding because you see that you made an impact on somebody else. So in general, I think volunteering teaches me to have my horizons more open, to be a more aware person. And I especially like the fact that it shows me once again that I'm very privileged to have uh, to live in a city just like Lisbon, attending university and all of that, those factors when there are people that live in extremely different realities. I think I cannot say anything more uh, about about uh, what we can learn, but I'll say maybe I can only give an example, uh, which was the example that gave the name to the association, which is Suhizudart, meaning uh, it's a weird translation to English, but smiles of art. Uh, it was on a concert we made with a, a cello uh, ensemble, and um, there was this uh, girl uh, watching the concert and in the window, and she was really small, and the the smile on her face was priceless, and and that was uh, a moment where it was the first concert, and it was a moment I realized that this was really making a difference in other other people's life, and we were really doing something with some little effort that this is. This is uh, this is so rewarding. Um, I think this uh, it's a really um, a, a big process of learning how to how to be um, well in, in 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 the society because there's a lot of things that is uh, that are around us that we cannot uh, control and do nothing for it. But there's there's a way of 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 changing uh of changing what we don't like and i think that's giving me uh, the this project is giving me the the awareness that we really can change uh people's life and and we can apply this to a lot of things in our daily lives it's not only the this project is is the the reason we do it so so i think it's it's a good process of learning Super. okay Okay, thank you so much for your tips and insights and for speaking so passionately about your causes. It has been very good. We are now reaching the end of today's podcast episode. 
Thank you so much for your time and valuable insights. It was a pleasure having you here with us today. For our listeners, thank you for listening today. I hope that this episode has inspired you on possibly enrolling in a volunteering experience. For another episode on a similar topic, listen to Social Entrepreneurship with Friedrich Fezes Vital, which will give you very proactive and interesting tips on how to start an association and work in the third sector. Feel free to reach out to us on our social media accounts. You'll find us under the name Equality in Business on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. Looking forward to talking to you in a week. And until then, stay healthy and safe.